You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for the final episode of our mini-series, Let's Talk About. Today's subject will be on Alan St. Maxwell. And just before we jump into that one, John, we just want to say thank you to you guys for listening to this mini-series. We didn't quite know how well it would go down. Turns out it's gone very well. So we have decided that we will bring it back for the international break and we'll bring it back for when the World Cup kicks off as well. because. By then, there's going to be loads more subjects there's to talk about. There's always loads with Newcastle, absolutely. It's been very enjoyable, delighted that the uh, fans have taken part in it with us. So, to finish off, we had to do so on Alan St. Maxman. Of course. A man who, I don't actually think split opinion, John. I think everyone is in unison when it comes to his ability and his talent. Mm-hmm. It's just the end product, which is the frustration and again I think for the majority everyone feels that frustration I think without a shadow of doubt he's an absolute conundrum you know do you keep him or do you cash in on him is he going to be great or is he going to be a a huge disappointment and that changes game to game he's great one day and you think by Joe Hunt we're lucky to have him and then the next game he's thrown his dreadlocks and he's fallen on the ground and he's looks apparently disinterested or like a smack backside and you think, oh dear, dear, have we to put up with this? Uh, It's fascinating, but I've always found down the years that a certain type of entertainer, because that's what this guy essentially is, produces that sort of baggage. It's either right up in the sky or down in the depths of depression. There's not often a middle road with his type of player. It's either elation or depression. It's interesting that you you mention one game, he does something ridiculous. The next game, he's totally out of form. And I think this pre-season, we've seen shades of that. Yes, right. Against uh, Mainz, there was times when I was really frustrated. Just put the ball in the box. Against Bilbao, though, we saw the very best. I mean, that was a superb finish. He carries the ball. And I I also think he's shown a bit more of a clinical edge because the St. Maximum of... Last year, the year before, maybe would have missed that effort, but it was a beautiful finish. I know it's only pre-season. We need to see We're more of that. still a good finish, yes. Don't yes, we, in the new season. But we saw, absolutely. we saw the very best of him in that game, I thought. You know, he really put a shift in. But on the flip side, that sort of just ignites the frustration even more because when he does something so magical, when he takes on four or five players and it works out, and then he does something daft, the frustration yeah. bubbles and rises again because we know how good he can be. Yeah, but he's, he's one of those guys that d- does that and he, he operates like that. I mean, it, it's fair enough to compare him with Hatton Ben Arthur, to compare him with Lauren Robert, to compare him with Tino Aspria, in as much as the high is very high and the low is so frustrating it's untrue. And all these players are, in effect, mood players. You can almost tell when they run out of the tunnel what they're going to be like that particular day, what mood they're in, whether they fancy it, whether uh, they're up for it and whether they're not. And uh, the last game, he was very much up for it, Bill Bauer, and looked a terrific, terrific player. Um, I mean, before that game, one of the discussions, because they're always up and down, was whether we keep them or we cash in on them. When there was talk, A, Newcastle would sell for 40 million. Who's going to pay that? Because the one word that is not in his vocabulary is consistent. Uh, he doesn't know what that means. Um, so you're not going to get 40 million unless you are consistent. Um but, you know, the the talk was before that. Do we cash in? Will it be Chelsea that buy him, etc., etc.? 
and you're obvious answer to that because you can sway in the breeze and I think a lot of Newcastle fans do I find myself swaying in the breeze one day I'm thinking no no let's cash in on them let's get somebody we can rely on that'll do the job and then the next day he produces the Bill Barr situation and he say let's persist he can become the player we want him to be um, will he? just to finish the argument we can't sell San Maximum until we've got somebody better. And we haven't anybody better at the moment. Is he better than Almiran, than Fraser, than Murphy? I think the answer is yes, yes and yes. Uh, so until we've got somebody that is better than him, and that means more consistent than him, we can't afford... If he wasn't to play on Saturday because he was sold, and of course it's not going to happen, we're far too close, then Newcastle are going to be well, well worse off for the opening day of the season. So that's got to be borne in mind. But on the consistency issue, because that is the bugbear of nearly every Newcastle United fan when it comes to Alan St. Maxman. Totally, Eddie Howe said at the end of last season, we need him at his very best levels. He could potentially be the difference. He's an incredible talent. He has a long-term future at the club. Now, I'm just wondering if in a year's time we're still seeing this inconsistent Alan St. Maxman, the one who yep. makes the wrong decisions more often than not, the one who holds on to the ball too long. You know, Is there a point where you think Eddie Howe might turn around and say, OK, I know he's loved by the fans, I know he has this ability to do something most of the players can't, but looking at the team as a whole, it's not beneficial enough for me there's, to keep him in There's no his question side. whatsoever and, and Maxi's got to realise that because if Newcastle continue to develop in the way they expected to develop then he will get swallowed up. There will be talented players come here who are consistent who they can are reliable and then the inconsistency goes by the by the board. I mean, that's what happened with Hatton Ben Arthur. Was there a better? Was there a more talented player in his day than Hatton Ben Arthur? What has he done since he left Newcastle? Not a solitary single thing because he wasn't consistent. Lauren Robert, on his day, people went wow, but. He never reached the heights he should. You can say that if Tina Spree, he had wonderful days with Palmer and that before he come to Newcastle. He had terrific days at Newcastle like Barcelona uh, when he scored a hat-trick. But he had days when he was absolutely as frustrating as it's possible to be. Football's full of those players. And Alisson Maximum right now will be remembered as one of those players unless the penny drops and quite often with his type of player the penny doesn't drop with, with St Maximum you've referenced there the likeness to Lauren Robert Hassan Ben Arthur it's interesting when you talk about those players now a lot of players a lot of fans look back and, and, and hold them up to the light and wonderful players of course there are a section of fans who still carry massive frustration a bit like you with Hatton Ben Arthur I'm just thinking in, in real time, do you, when you look at St. Maximum, think, well, you take the three or four inconsistent games for that one moment of magic if it wins Newcastle a game? No, you shouldn't. If it wins Newcastle a trophy, we might. Uh, no, the, the, this situation, fans are fans all the world over, and I've said many times that we are in a, you and I are in a very privileged position, that, uh, but we are basically fans the same as everyone else. And once you retire or you leave a club, you never remember the bad games. You always remember the good games. You always remember Haddon Ben Arthur with those two ridiculous goals almost back-to-back, -back, Blackburn and whoever it was, when he was absolutely superb. You don't remember the day when he gave the ball away, the day when he stood out on the wing having a woodbine and was absolutely ineffectual. When players go, you remember. And if they could produce something that other people couldn't, you remember them with warmth. And this guy will be remembered with warmth when he leaves, but that doesn't mean he's fulfilled everything he should do. If I was hadn't by North an hour, I'd be getting up in the morning and kicking the back door open because what I might have been 
uh, with the talent that he had, which was so much better than other people's talents. And that's what Maxi faces now. Mm, I mean, Maxi's got so much talent, hasn't he? But oh. he's got the ball at his feet and he's running at defenders. They're absolutely terrified of him. There's very few defenders who can stop him when he's in full flow. It is, it's magical to see, isn't it? He's got the X factor. He, he's, he's very, very quick, which is important. But he's, he's, Almiron's quick, but Almiron hasn't got a trick. This guy's got a trick. And he's quick, he's got the step overs. He terrifies defenders. They're around him like honey, like bees around a honeypot. I mean, that's the game plan for most teams, isn't it? They just want to surround at St. Maximum. You mark him out of the course. game and think that's that's the game plan done. And Yeah, and because that is the stage Newcastle United are at, Andrew. But it'll come to the stage where, you know, they, they might well just say, leave him out of there, he's not going to harm us. But you've, they've got a 30-goal centre-forward. They've got a, a, a support striker that gets 15 a season. We'd better make certain. At the moment, if Callum Wilson's not on the side and he's missed a third of, of his season every season, he's been here. If he's not on the side, then you, you, you concentrate on San Maximum and you think you've got the job done. That will not remain that way for much longer. I mean, under Bruce, San Maximum was a million miles away the best player and the only threat we had and in the eyes of the fans was the only player we had now it's Bruno and and there'll be another Bruno and another Bruno so it's going to change how do you think he's reacted to that fact that he's no longer the king so to speak because there are other players in there that mm. have got the fans love but also in terms of talent are, are you know, on the level, if not better, like Bruno. I know they yep. don't do the same things, but for me, if you're no, asking they, yes. better footballer, it is Bruno Gummeresh, and Newcastle are wanting to buy more and more like that. So sure. how do you think Sir Maximum's handled the drop from the top, so to speak? Well, uh, I mean, he's not a fool. He's got a brain. He's a bright boy. And he's got to realise that if he's going to uh, improve his game, if he is going to get better... Never mind about winning the Ballon d'Or, which he's talking about. Let's try. He's got to try to get in the French national side first before the Ballon d'Or, uh, and he's got to try to win medals. Does he want any medals to show his grandkids later in his life? If he does, Newcastle have got to get a lot of better players around him. So he should welcome Bruno, and he should be knocking on any house door and say, "Right, we've got Bruno. That's terrific. When are we getting the next one and the next one?" Because I need good players around me to get things out of me. Good players like other good players. You talk to Supermac, he was absolutely delighted when Alan Ball was there behind him, when at Arsenal or in with England, etc., etc. Good In a team game, good players can't do it on their own. They can only do it with the help of other good players. And San Maximum needs the levels at Newcastle United to rise. They are going to rise... The question is, does he rise along with it? Well, I've heard a lot of people defend Alan St. Maximum and say, well, this season we're going to see a much better version of him because the levels have gone up with the players they're bringing mm -hmm. in. We've got NUFC moments here on Twitter, and he wrote in to say, I think we'll see an improved Max Seats and James' part this season. He showed a willingness to track back and commit better to Eddie Howe's system in pre-season. Hopefully more attacking targets are brought in to allow him to operate a bit more freely. Do you agree with that, that bit about him operating more freely? Is that, is that something you've seen and something you mm. think we will continue to see? I think we will. Uh, I find it interesting and I, I hope that it's absolutely right because we're on the verge of seeing everybody have a better season this year. I mean, Al Mourin's going to have a better season. So Maximum's going to have a better season. Uh this is going to be a breakthrough season for Longstaff. Joe Willock might start scoring goals again. Um, you know, we're going to be some side because it's everybody's about impact. to improve. It is, it is, and it works, and I hope it's exactly like that. But let's put it another way. These are intelligent boys. They should know that if they do not improve, they will fall by the wayside. All of a sudden, there was only one left-sided centre-half of any consequence in Newcastle United, and that was Byrne. All of a sudden, there's Bopman that plays exactly the same game. So, whoops-a-daisy, all of a sudden Dubrovka can have a cigar and lean up against the right-hand post because he's way ahead in front as the best Newcastle United goalkeeper. And all of a sudden, he's got an England international playing in his position. 
things are dramatically improving all over the pitch and you've got to improve with it or get left behind. And that applies to Maxi. He's a, he's a huge part. He can be an absolutely massive part of the new Newcastle United. Or he can become a victim of it if he doesn't do something about it. It is up to him. And you know what? He's got the potential. That is the wonderful thing from his point of view. There's enough in his locker to remain in a Newcastle United side, however good that Newcastle side becomes. And I'm talking about a top six side. There's enough in his locker to be a key member of a top six side at Newcastle. But only if he wants to be, only if he finds consistency, only if he presses high, only if he tracks back, only if he does all those other things. We haven't got to ask him to be better at stepovers or to be quicker or to terrify defences. That comes automatically to him. That's a joy to behold. This is, I mean, I wrote, when we were playing in the Bruce area, I often went to St James's Park just to see some maximum because he was the only hope we had. But, you know, our tactics was give the ball to Son Maximum and let's see what happens. Um, but he could make it all worthwhile. We're coming out of that to a different level now, and I hope he comes along with us and learns, because he's at the age where he's no longer a boy. He's still got enough years ahead to still be learning, but he's no longer a kid. The penny should be dropping by now. And it... There are signs that it is. No, I would agree. I think we've seen over the last kind of year, 18 months, where the decision-making is getting a little bit better. There's massive room for improvement. He is still holding on to the ball, in my opinion, a little bit too long, trying to take on the extra man when he doesn't yeah. need to. Yeah. But we have seen a gradual improvement where sometimes he is actually making the right pass because that's the thing. He's doing all the hard work. He's getting into them positions where if he just makes the right pass instead of trying to take on an extra man, sure. Newcastle will score a goal. And the moment he's done that, Newcastle have tended to score or have a shot on target, and it has been a joy to watch. The flip side is that he's still trying to take on the extra man, and then you, you, you ha your head's in your hands, and he, you're just he, thinking, come on, just make the right decision. It's a huge frustration for a centre-forward. If you're Callum Wilson or Chris Wood, your winger gets the ball... You want to drop one shoulder and clip it in. Preferably with pace. Don't hang it up too high because it's driven crosses where you just need a flick on the end of it. You will make your run as a centre forward and he doesn't. He turns on the ball and goes. So you've got to check out, make a second run, check out and even make a third run. Centre forwards don't like that. I'm not saying that it, we don't like it or it's not good for the team. If it bamboozles him, he can make the fullback into a corkscrew where he, he just disappears into the ground. He's turning and turning and turning that much. But he is a frustration for a centre forward. Whereas on the other side, with Fraser or Murphy or Almiron, you, you think, right, I'll make the run because the ball will come in. Um, so, but, but sometimes we, we, we can't be too critical. Sometimes turning on himself and coming again absolutely kills defences and opens things up. You've, with his type of player, to a certain extent, you've got to tolerate frustration. Now, if, if it's 80% inspiration and 20% frustration, You've got it right. Uh, if it balances the other way, trouble. Now, the tweet there that I read out from NUFC Moments talked about St. Maximum's improvement this preseason in terms of defensive work. I thought we'd, we'd seen a little bit of improvement last season, but there was, there was a couple of games where he came off the bench, wasn't there? And he got criticised for giving the ball away and fans really you know went went for a section of fans went from it was against Chelsea mm. and against Everton and they felt that when St Maximum came out on the pitch the defensive side of the game which had done pretty well I mean they conceded it against Chelsea right the death didn't they yeah. Everton was a bizarre game where Allen got sent off and uh, somehow Everton came away with all three points but the argument from some was that St Maximum cost Newcastle the points there I'm just wondering do you think at times that he becomes a scapegoat in the eyes of some? 
Well, you, when you play the game the way he plays, you're always walking a very fine line between being a hero and being a scapegoat because it, that's you're a hero when you go on one of those mazy runs, you turn four people and you f stick the ball in the net or you lay on a pass for a goal. There's the other side, and this is where the frustration comes in, when he loses the ball, if he... He often, in my opinion, he loses the ball because he tries a trick too often, but he wants to justify it, so he goes down like a, a sack of coals, uh, looking for a free kick that's obviously not going to come, and then he sits on his backside and throws his arms in the air and has a little roll. In the meantime, they're attacking us at 100 miles an hour, having won the ball off him. And, and that is frustrating and fans will never take to that get up and chase back it's interesting you say that because against Bill Bow there was a moment in which something similar happened and, and Jamal LaSalle's turned to St Maxim and told him to get on with the game and I'm just wondering do you think with all these new leaders they're bringing in with all this improvement in yeah. terms of quality they're bringing in that can only be a good thing because you know it's it's not just the fans from in the terraces sure, sending sure. that message out it's, it's also the you other need, players. Yeah, you need the senior players on the field, be they Trippier or Bruno or Byrne or Lascelles when he's there or Callum Wilson to get on his case. Because, you know, it's only through prodding Maxi that you might get a reaction out of him. And, um, you know, it's difficult for us because we're treading the line here by uh, adulation against uh, frustration. And that, but that is the line with him. You know, you walk the line, Johnny Cash, but we walk the line with some maximum because which way do you go? Uh, because he is all these contradictions rolled into one. Mm, yes, but again, an absolute joy to watch. One man who is a big fan of Alan St. Maximum, is the BBC Five Live commentator, Ian Dennis. I spoke to him for a special episode, and that'll go out on Wednesday evening. Previewing the new season, Ian's going to be up at St. James's Park on Saturday's Newcastle take on Nottingham Forest. The BBC, BBC Five Live, have exclusive UK coverage of that game. You can find BBC Five Live on your radio or by downloading the BBC Sounds app. We spoke about a lot of things, John, and uh, he was a joy to talk to, was Ian. I'm just going to play this clip now in which he talks about Alan St. Maxman. Now, bear in mind, Ian has covered the Premier League for a long time, mm. and he watches not just Newcastle, but a lot of clubs. He seems a really big fan of Alan St. Maxman. This is what he had to say. He's a, he's, a, he's a little magician. You know, when the ball's at his feet, as a commentator, you go to the edge of your seat because you know that something's going to happen. And you can hear as well within the supporters at St. James's Park that excitement because that air of anticipation that you don't know what he's going to do. I mean, I remember Tino Espria and I remember commentating on Espria and saying half the time he doesn't know what he's going to do, you know, let alone anybody else. And that applies to Sam Maximan at times. So uh, very, very exciting. And sometimes I think as well that the end product and the, his goals return, if he can improve that as well, then he's only, he's only going to get better. So that was the voice there of Ian Dennis, who, like I say, will be covering Newcastle's game against Forest for BBC Five Live. Some interesting points, John, that he makes there. He calls him the little magician. He alludes that he's a bit like, reminds him a bit like Tino Aspria. Mm. But the key point for me was the bit about end product because he doesn't score enough goals. Last season, no. he got five goals and five assists in all competitions. No, no goals, 2022. There we have it. Well, that's a point. 93 games, uh, overall 12 goals and 16 assists um, since he's joined Newcastle. It's it's not good enough. You know, no. Miggy gets a lot of criticism for not scoring goals. Chris Wood has got a bit of criticism as well for not scoring goals. I know different positions and all that. But do you think Maxi gets a little bit away with the fact he doesn't score enough goals? Or is that tally enough because of what he does? He terrifies defences. He carries the ball forward. And he, he he might not make the assist, but he, he will have a hand in creating a goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting that he has possibly got more stick for not scoring goals than than Chris Wood has. 
and he got five and Chris Wood got two, albeit half a season, Chris Wood, of course. Um, but Chris Wood's a centre-forward and he's a wide player, so your centre-forward should be scoring twice as many as your wide player. And so, you know, it's interesting that he has got it pointed out he's about his goals record, but Chris Wood very rarely has in the past. Um, Sam Maximum, can, the reason he can score more is because he's got the ability. You look at Chris Wood and you know he's not going to score more than a dozen on, on a great season. But you, you, you look at Maxi in both in goals and assists and his impact on game, you know, the, the sky's the limit. And, and when Ian Dennis was saying, uh, you know, if he can improve his goal scoring record, you know, he, he's going to be some player. Well, yes, and that is the secret, if. Do you think he can? Do you if. think he will? Oh, he, that's different. Yes, he can, will he? That's a whole different question, that. Uh, he can, because the ability's there. Um, I look, what is he now, about 25? Haven't checked, or I, I have mean, actually, yes, I've got it written down here, 25 years, 25. 25, I'm right. Uh, the penny normally drops by now. It's only got two years for the penalty to drop. Whatever you are, 27 is what you will be in terms of your approach to games. Do you think the fact that the takeover has happened and Newcastle are starting this journey, they're signing all these really good players, they've got big ambitions, big hopes, that might be another part of the wake of call for St Maxman? Who... Of course, because if his head's been turned... Uh, it's been turned by should I be getting a transfer to a, a top six club? You know, if you're going to turn anybody's head uh, with his agent or you have belief in your talent, because, um, you know, the, the one of the simple questions to ask about Maxi is, is he as good as he thinks he is? That's one of the questions you can ask about Maxi. Um, but if his head's going to be turned, and every young man's head is turned... Uh, and he thinks I should be with a top six club. Well, Newcastle are going to make it a top seven club in in a couple of years' time, so that he is already aboard this. He just needs show the same faith as Bruno has shown, the same faith as Botman has shown in the future of Newcastle, the same faith as Trippier had shown, going from La Liga title to Newcastle third bottom, and he's already on a bandwagon. He doesn't need the transfer to a bandwagon. Um, and the, he's just got to take his blinkers off, literally, in terms of the way he plays and in terms of what's around him. And don't worry about tomorrow. Don't concern yourself. Don't say that I might win the Ballon d'Or. Should I be with Chelsea or should I be? You're with Newcastle United. And that is a huge club. And it was Kevin Keegan that said... When he come to manage Newcastle, he said, this was a club to come and manage because it was a sleeping giant. What do I want to go to Manchester United and manage Manchester United after Ferguson and have to compete with him? Why do you want to go to Arsenal after Wenger and try to compete with him? Why not do it at a club where you'll be on a pedestal higher than Earl Grey on Grey's Monument? because we haven't done it for so long. This is the perfect setting to make a name in a short space of time and become a legend. How big of a 12 months is it found St. Maxman? Is this the season where he has to show Without exactly what he can do? We've said that it's a big season for a lot of people, and it is in, in terms of it's a big season for Almiron, it's a big season for Fraser and for for Murphy, etc., etc., etc. But for him, personally, it's massive. Because he's 25. If he's going to break through from being a very, very good Premier League player into a great Premier League player, he does it this year. Because after that, he's 26 coming up 27. And he's no longer a learner then. You're supposed to be the finished object. So this is his season. And the new, by the end of this season, Newcastle standards will have risen again. And they'll have a next summer when they'll be buying in yet again. If he wants to be part of that and in the forefront of that, not just part of it. What does he have to do, in your opinion, to secure that place at the forefront of this journey? He's got to be consistent. He's got to, he's got to be 
interested and passionate about the job every single game. Now, it sounds silly to say that he needs to take something off Almiron because he's twice the talent, the natural God-given talent that Almiron is. But Almiron's attitude to football, like I'll run all day long, I care, I'll track back. He's as quick as Almiron. He can be as quick on the hoof as Almiron. But he's got to have his work ethic, his desire, his passion. I don't want to see days when you're disinterested because that is the most infuriating thing in a footballer is somebody that appears to shrug, shrug their shoulders and, oh, today I'm not too fussed. And in terms of that end product, are we talking 10, 12 goals? What, what, is there, is there well, a number that comes into mind? Well, if he's going to stay as uh, a wide player, so, I mean, if you're getting the double figures, like you get 10 as a wide player, that's a terrific because you're also going to have a decent number of assists because a wide player should have actually more assists than goals because his job is more assists and goals. Um, so any, anything around the double-figure mark is a good return for him. And that, bear in mind, is twice as many as he got last season. Mm, that is, that's, that's very true. We have Adam Ross here on Twitter, and he says, this is a season that decides St. Maximin's future. He then asks, John, do you think we need to sign another winger, which will then spread the threat across the pitch, meaning teams can't just put two or three players on St. Maximin? knowing this cuts out the main threat. This would then allow him to become more dangerous in his I opinion. think that's absolutely spot on and it's well summed up. It is It is his make-or-break season and we do need somebody else. There's very few positions in a club that's emerging from its cocoon. There's very few positions where you can't improve it. Once you get to Liverpool and Man City's level, you can only improve it that little bit, like the city you're trying to do with Haaland, the centre-forward, etc., etc. Et you can only improve those teams by a little bit. Newcastle, building up from where they were last season and where they hope to be at the end of this season, you can improve an awful lot. And uh, we need another winger, um, to be on the other side to some maximum and to put pressure on us because yes Almiron or Fraser will still get their opportunities because the law of averages tells you that you're going to have injuries but we need somebody better without a shadow of doubt mm. It's going to be interesting because obviously they're in the market for the likes of James Madison you've looked at Harrison at Leeds United they yeah. wanted Diaby from Bayer Leverkusen that shows you the, the levels that they're aiming at. Yeah, I mean, the last week has been very, very interesting because the names being flashed about have been top Premier League players from Madison to Harrison to Cornet, it Burnley to Vermeer, it uh, Chelsea. Um, there's a lot of quality in there. What I'm looking for is the major breakthrough where another top name in a forward position, i.e. attack, be it out wide, be it coming from midfield like Madison, or be it now, now number nine, we need to strengthen there. And if we can land some of these people we talk about, instead of it just ending up no more than that, then that would be seen as a major breakthrough. For example, for me, if we signed Madison, plucking a name out there, that would be an entertainer's type signing. Mm -hmm. The signings that were made by Kevin Keegan and John Hall way back. That would be a statement because he scores goals, 18 last season, in all competitions, 15 assists. That's, got that's two players, Andrew. You buy somebody that can score in goal and then you buy somebody that can make 15 assists. If you've got it in the one block and he's not even a centre forward, what sort of return is that? And that's in the Leicester team last season, that's not much further ahead than Newcastle and are about to be overtaken by Newcastle. So what a signing he would be. Yeah, he's got that end product that the likes of Miggy and, and St. Maximum lack. Oh, oh absolutely. In his free kicks and, uh, you know, he, he, I'm plucking him out as a perfect example. I am reassured to be associated with... Let me say something, though. We've got to stop talking 30... 40 million 
because we know now that unless you get much closer to 60, you're not going to get him. We also know now, or we ought to, and there are no fools at Newcastle, so they will know, mm. he's a much better player than a £40 million player. Is he not a better player than than Joe Linton was when he was bought as a centre-forward for £40 million? Uh, I would say that he certainly is. It's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. St Maxman, we, we, we spoke on there about how he terrifies defenders when he's got the ball at his feet and he's running. I mean, in terms of a player, John, that you've I mean, you've, you've watched many Newcastle United players, yeah, yeah. where does he rank for you in terms of that player who just gets you off your seat? Oh, he, he's fascinating because he does that. And I've gone... And I adore that sort of player. I love a number nine that's a ruthless finisher like Shearer, like Supermark, like Jackie Milburn, like Andy Cole, Les Ferdinand. I love them. And then I love what I call the genuine entertainers. The people of sheer quality. The, the magicians that can do things mere mortals cannot. Now, you've got the frustrated ones we've talked about, like Ben Arthur and Aspier to a certain extent in Robert. Uh, and then you've got the ones that have done it consistently well off the top of your head, like um, Waddle and Ginola. Now, he's not at that level. But that's a level he ought to be aiming for because he's got the ability to be at that level, but he hasn't got the consistency. And it's not just consistent, he's a mood player. I mean, there's days when, you, after I've watched him for five minutes, I think I can forget him today because he's moody today. You know, he's perfectly balanced. He's got a chip on both shoulders. Um, you know, you, you've the guys, and I, uh, Janola and... Um, Waddle are just two examples. Uh, there'll be others there off the top of my head. But they were real entertainers that got me off the seat, but they did it more often mm. than Maxi has done so far. What or how big of a role do you think the crowd at St James's Park play? Eddie Howe said recently that he thinks uh, Alan St Maxman thrives off the crowd. St Maxman's got a good relationship with most fans. He's, he's you know, very yeah. vocal on social media. He's very funny on social media and the fans love it. When he meets fans in the street, he's always very uh, good to them That's as well. That's part of him that's wonderful. Social media and when he meets fans in the street, he's terrific. He does seem, though, like he's a player who needs to be loved to reach I think he does. Attention. And there was that example against Crystal Palace when he'd had a bit of a tough time. War flag said, right, we're going to do a St Maxim display. And I think that really touched him. I think he really felt wanted then but you look at again where Newcastle are hoping to go what they're hoping to achieve I mean how easy is it to maintain that first of all from the fan base where you've got to put so much love mm. into one player mm. I mean it's interesting I mean whatever players might tell you everybody wants to be loved there's absolutely no question of it do you not think Alan Shearer wanted to be loved every time he stuck the ball in net of course he did and he's loved to this day because that's what he did so so well um, but I always smile in football you know because the crowd oh, oh they can be our 12th man if they inspire us on Saturday we'll get a result if they inspire Maxi he'll play well if they do this he'll play well but how about the individual player or the team collectively inspiring the crowd Let give the crowd something and they'll give you a hundred times back. That's what he does though, doesn't he? He does that. We're talking about getting off our seats when oh, he he's does, running. He does do that. But if he's on one of those moody days, the, you know, the crowd might try to inspire him and lift him. But for goodness sake, you know, sometimes you've got to lift the crowd. Do He's just got to do one of those wonderful, wonderful runs at pace, terrifying defenders and worth for the bits. The crowd will go crack it. They will support him. They will give him a lift. They will love him. They're desperate for heroes. They love Bruno. They've loved Maxi. They 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 love Burn towards the end of last season because he'll crunch people and he's so big-hearted and etc. They love heroes. This crowd want heroes. So give them a little morsel and they will respond hugely to you. In terms of the game plan going into this new season, how important do you think? St Maxman is to Eddie Howe's 
plan, how he sets up, how Newcastle effectively win games. Yes, I mean, as things stand, without any more signings, and we're only a couple of days off the first game, so I think, you know, you were not looking at a new signing for that day in particular, but with the squad he's got now, St Maximum is absolutely crucial, because... I, if I had to pick two people out that are crucial to the way it will happen for Newcastle United, it'd be Sam Maximum and Callum Wilson. Not because I don't rate Trippier or I don't rate Bruno or I don't rate Joe Linton as a midfielder. I do. But they're reliable. They're consistent. I know they're going to do it. I don't know if Callum Wilson and... Some maximum are going to do it because I don't know if Callum Wilson's going to stay fit and I don't know how many times we're going to get it from Sam Maximum. If we do well, those two do well. Or if those two do well, we do well. They're crucial because we don't know how they're going to go for vastly different reasons. We do know what we're going to get from Bruno and Trippier and Byrne and Botman, etc. And Joe Linton. With the World Cup coming up... Now, St. Maximum seems like he's got no chance of Absolutely getting this squad. Absolutely no chance whatsoever. Do you still do you think, with that being the case, that'll actually maybe motivate him a little bit more to say, look, I'm going to put in 10 goals heading up to November. And uh, Mr. Deschamps, you've made a mistake. I'm not, I don't know how you motivate St. Maxi. If we all knew that, Maxi would be the player we wanted him to. And if Eddie Howe knew that, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't have a. I mean, since Eddie Howe come, and Eddie Howe knows how good he is, but since Eddie Howe come, he's hardly scored. I mean, he hasn't scored in 2022. So it's an interesting point, is we've been talking a lot about Joe Linton and how well he's done, Ryan Fraser yeah. finding a new lease of life. Maxi, though, it's interesting. You, Maxi I didn't, stopped scoring. I didn't realise that start about 2022. He hasn't got a goal in 2022. that a concern? Yes, massively. Because a player of his ability should be scoring more. And Newcastle are desperately in need of goals. I mean, last season, we didn't have a solitary single player that made double figures. Think of that. Hmm. We don't often think of that. We didn't have a single player in the whole Newcastle squad in a season which ended terrifically with us surging up the table to 13, having been a relegation certainly. We didn't have a single player made double figures. So is it important that that some maximum didn't score in 2022? You bet your life. Oh Well, actually, we're there. We're there. I'm just double-checking the stats here. Am I in wrong? 2020. 15th. No, he did. He scored against. This is the right. He scored against Watford in early January. All right. So, but apart that, from that, that was his last goal. That, that was his, his last only goal, goal of 2020. Yeah, that was the 15th of uh, 15th of January. He scored against Watford in that 1-1 draw at St James's well, Park. Well, I apologise to him for that, but it was a long run without well, a goal in 2022, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I say 15th of January. So that's. I mean, that was the 22nd game of the season. So that's. You know, you know, it's 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 18, 18 games, without 16 a goal. games. So yes, so a uh, long run without a goal for Maxi, who at that stage had scored a few, mm. quite a few. Mm. Uh, I think the point still, Christmas. the point still stands. You know, he hasn't scored enough in the second half of the season, and not at all. And 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 that's with Eddie Howe in, who who's improved everybody's game. And Eddie, will look at that and say. On the, on the evidence of my eyes, I need more goals from uh, you, Maxi. Mm, and only two assists as well, one against Norwich and one on the final day against uh, Burnley. So mm. definitely room for improvement. But how does that come about? How is, it, how is Eddie Howe going to... Is it is it a case that you think maybe from that Watford game to the end of the season, it just, you know, it just wasn't working for him? It just had a bad spell. I know it's 16 games is a long spell. I was going to say, it's uh, a long, dry spell. Eh? And he starts, this, he starts this season confident. He starts it thinking this is his season and he'll go on a... I mean, it's clearly there. I'm just wondering what you think the, it the is key... It. Where's it the key is to it. unlock it? Well, I think Eddie Howe's looking for that. I mean, uh, because he'll be... I mean, there is no deeper thinking than Eddie Howe, um, and he's worked magic with so many people. When he sat down in the summer and he would look at those stats just to refresh what his feelings are with with fact, and he would look at that and think, and he'd look and say, where can I get improved? And every player can improve. And he'll have sat down and said, what area can I improve? Trippier in, Bruno in, the keeper in, etc., etc. And the first thing you would say with him 
is that in my time here, he didn't score in the last 16 successive games. That has got to be better. And you've got to get into him. Now, it can be the arm on the shoulder. It can be that makes so much difference. And confidence is huge. Mm. I mean, you look at the, the lack of confidence in Joe Linton when he was in the front three and the confidence you've got of him in midfield. He has grown into a colossal and confidence has been a big part. Kraft has told you that. Uh, even Al Mirren is saying that his form pre-season has been better because of the faith shown by Eddie in giving him more games. Well, another word for faith is, is he builds up my confidence. Uh, so it's about confidence and you've got to somehow... It's hard because you've got 25 footballers in your Premier League squad and each one's an individual and you've got to get inside the head of each and every one of those because a different trigger will spur off each footballer and it's how to find what will spur some maximum who in any case is a huge threat and is a top, top quality talent and say, how can I get so much more? And you know what? It's worth persevering with because there is room for improvement. Whereas with some players, they're playing right up to the, the level that they're capable of in hanging in there at that level. But you can see so much more that can come from Sam Maximum because it's there. Hmm. It is within him. It is within him to be a top, top player. Just before we wrap up, just a reminder that uh, the, the season preview is on sale. You can get it online. I'll drop the link into the podcast description. You can also find it in your news agents as well. It's a bumper pullout uh, from the Chronicle. Well worth a read. Like I say, available in all news agents and online. Set you up nicely for the new season starting. Penultimate question then for you, John. If the phone rings up at St. James's Park and it's Chelsea on the other end, it's yeah. Manchester United, and they're saying to Eddie Howe, they're saying to Dan Ashworth, he is 50, 60 million fouling St. Maxman, what would you be doing? I'd be booking uh, into hotel on Fantasy Island for a start because uh, it, it gets 60 million for, you'll get 60 million for St. Maxman if the penny ever drops. Um, quite right. At this moment, you can't let him go. Forget the price. Forget the club he's going to. If, here's the intriguing question, and you have, I'll turn it on its head to you, you haven't said that if Chelsea or Man United come on, said he has 50, 60 million for Maxi, what do you do? If that enabled you, because Leicester would then sign to get Madison, would you let him go for Madison? I think that they're two different, they're different players. Bit, you know, but for the overall good of the team, for the overall good of the team, no, no, because I, I, I just think he has got, he's at least got a January to step up but level. And you, I think you can see, therefore, what we're talking yeah, about. The answer here, might be different in January. You can't, you, you can't let him go at this stage because there isn't somebody on the horizon. And do you know what? It's not even just that. It's not just the fact there's no replacement. It's the fact that we're all sitting here. And people listening to this might be thinking that you or I have been very critical of him. I think we've been we've been fair. But the point is, no matter how critical we are, and no matter how critical fans are of him, it's because they see that potential. Absolutely. And I think cutting him loose now, you'd be sitting there just thinking, oh, what if, what if? If in six months or the end of this season coming up, he hasn't hit the levels, then it's a totally different answer to that question. I think, Andrew, the only reason that I'm at all critical of Maxi is because I can see so much in Comes him. Comes from a good place. I can see so much in him. Uh, and therefore, he's worth being critical. If he listened to half the criticism and said, hey, Gabo, how dare you? I'm quite... And he, I'll show you. And he went out and ripped the backside out of every team who play this season. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I mean, I wouldn't bother to get critical, and I'm not going to name who it is, about certain players in the Newcastle squad, not necessarily the first team, because it's pointless. They're just not good enough for a point. This guy is good enough. So you have a mixture of frustration, a mixture of come on, be as good as you should be, and a mixture of don't get to the day you're 34 and have regrets because that is too late. 
do it now and he can do it now and he can he during the dark old days which we've just come out of and they seem a long time ago but they're not the half a season ago in the dark old days he was my reason for wanting to go to St James's Park now it's a different landscape but it can still be the most prominent figure on that landscape if he goes about things with consistency please Maxie get the English dictionary look up the word consistently take it in you be that because you can be anything you like you be that and you're a superstar mm. and we off benefit too he is that good isn't he um, just to sum up then what does this season hold fans at Maxman it lies in front of them uh like a carpet and it's either going to be lush and wonderful and a joy to behold or it's going to be threadbare in something you've got to stick in the ash bin he will decide which it is please for your own sake maxi not for the sake of fifty thousand jodies not for the sake of us that are sitting in the press box not for any house sake or or the owner's sake for your own sake become what you're capable of being and if you do that you will have a place in legend in football that is way beyond the the dreams of most footballers and most premier league footballers kind of dream of what he could dream of being but there's an awful big gulf between potential i've watched from the old days when we used to get footballers not at newcastle like rodney marsh and alan hudson and players like that that got an england team ended up with about eight or ten caps that's all stan bowles they were magnificent but they never made it that final step they never took whether that's because they had the wrong attitude it wasn't for a lack of ability but the wrong attitude, the wrong outlook. Sometimes you think we don't have to try so much because I've got far too much. I've got more talent than anybody else in this squad, so I don't have to try as much as them. That is where you don't make the fatal last step. Do it for yourself, Maxie, and we'll all be chuffed for you. Fingers crossed. He's listening. He takes that on board. And the next time we're talking about St. Max, when we're talking about him finding his true potential and scoring a bag full of goals for Newcastle United. This has been the final episode for now of our mini-series Let's Talk About. Head back into the podcast channel where you'll find all the other episodes, including ones on Eddie Howe, Carl Wilson, St James's Park and Miguel Mion, amongst plenty of other subjects that we covered. Me and John will be back on Thursday afternoon for the first preview of the new season. Of course, Newcastle taking on Nottingham Forest, so look out for that one on Thursday afternoon. We're certainly looking forward to it. In the meantime, head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news. <laughs>